Hello, friend, and welcome to the Project Virtue podcast. Here at Project Virtue, our mission is to inspire girls to take a stand for Christ. I'm your host, Sarah Gentry, and I'm so thankful that you've chosen to listen. Together, let's take a stand. Welcome back to the Project Virtue podcast. I am so excited that you've decided to listen to this today. I have been looking forward to this episode for quite a while now. I have been studying Romans chapter 12 and verse 1 and verse 2, and I'm just really excited to dig into the text today and see what God has to say to us here in these verses, as well as some points of application that we can make from these verses. If you have been following along on Project Virtue, you know that my boyfriend Alec will be joining me in a couple weeks on the podcast, so thank you for your excitement for that as well. I am so excited about that. But because we still have a couple more weeks, you can still submit any questions that you may have for us to answer in that podcast. You can send me send me a message any on any platform, and we will definitely get those questions answered for you. So without further ado, though, let's get into Romans chapter 12. 12, verse 1. Of course, we want to get started by reading the text. Romans chapter 12 and verse 1. I will be reading from the New King James Version. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. There is so much to be unpacked within just this one verse. I had originally thought that I would do uh, verses one and two in one podcast, but the more that I started studying, I was just overwhelmed um, in a good way and realized that I was so not going to be able to do both verses in one podcast. So we're going to dig into chapter 12 and verse 1 in this podcast. So I want to encourage you as you are studying, one of the most beneficial things that you can do is a word study. If you don't know how to go about this, um, I used stepbible.org in order to do uh, the word study that I did for this, um, this study through this text or the multiple word studies I did. And this is a free resource, and you can go and you can find where these Hebrew or Greek, depending on the Old or New Testament, where these words are used throughout Scripture. And this can be so helpful for making connections, and that's exactly where I want to start today. So let's just take it a little at a time. Um, You can see in this verse that one of the main points of application, one of the main um, parts of this text is, Make presenting your bodies a living sacrifice. Again, I did a word study at where this word living was used throughout the rest of scripture. And I made a very interesting connection. And I want to share that with you today. In Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 20. Hebrews 10 and verse 20 says, let me back up to verse 19 to get the context. Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, By a new and living way, there's that word, living, which he consecrated for us through the veil that his flesh, that is his flesh, 
and having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with the true heart and full assurance of faith. And goes on to say a few other things that are that are congruent with this, this new and living way. So what is this new and living way contrasted to? Obviously, if there is a new way, then there is an old way as well. And backing up to the beginning of Hebrews chapter 10, we can read that, that this chapter is about the animal sacrifices of the Old Testament. If you have never studied the Old Covenant sacrificial system, I encourage you to do that because there's so much to be gained by studying that Old Testament pattern and how Jesus um, fulfilled that, but also made it this new covenant, made it better, and how we are to be this living sacrifice in Jesus. But again, through this context, we can see that, that Paul or whoever wrote the book of Hebrews is teaching us that this Old Testament sacrifice just is not good enough. Verse 4 of Hebrews chapter 10 says, For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and goats could take away sins. So again, this is just simply not enough. And that is why Jesus had to die because the Old Testament system, it did not completely take away the sins of of the world like Jesus did. And so again, this is the context within that we read Hebrews chapter 10 verse 20, talking about this new and living way. And again, I encourage you to go through and read this context, but verses 22 through 25 mention some things that, that are, uh, like I said, congruent with this new and living way. We draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith. We hold fast the confession of our hope. Our hearts are sprinkled uh, clean from an evil conscience. Uh, we consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. There are just there's so many things, again, that are part of this living way. So going back to Romans chapter 12 and verse 1, we are told to present our bodies as a living sacrifice. This living aspect is what makes this covenant, this New Testament a new and better because our lives, our bodies become this sacrifice. We mimic the sacrifice that Jesus made that was better than the old covenant. We mimic that. We, we model ourselves after that in our own lives by sacrificing ourselves. And we'll get more into that um, in the application section. I did forget to mention that we are going to go through this text and then we will have some points of application at the end of how, how can we apply Romans chapter 12 and verse 1 to our lives. But again, I encourage you to think about that. And the, the other points that I'm going to make are all part of this Old Testament sacrificial imagery. I really think that's what's going on here in Romans 12 and verse 1. Um, so again, this living, and, and by the way, another interesting thing about this word, this word is also used by Jesus when he talks about being the living water as well as the living bread. So we see those connections as well. Again, it's the same word and it's important for us to pay attention to that. Important for us to understand this is the new way this is better. This is what God intended. So all of that to say, uh, word studies are great. And uh, this phrase, again, is really important to pay attention to. Now, moving on. Uh, the next word I want to focus on is this word holy. Holy. This is indicative of sacred space. This word is used 227 times in the Bible. This word is used to describe the Holy Spirit 
but it's also used to describe the temple, the temple of the Lord. And if you are familiar with the Old Testament at all, you understand the sacredness of the temple, the, the, the holiness of the temple. There were varying degrees of holiness as you went deeper into the temple. The holy of holies it was the most holy, most important, most sacred place in that temple. And we can see how important that was. But we also know from the New Testament that we are the temple of God. We see this in the book of 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 16 mentions this idea that we, when we are children of God, we become that sacred space. So as it's connected in Romans chapter 12 and verse 1, that this word holy is used of the, the tabernacle, the temple. Um, I said the temple earlier, but, but both were extremely holy in the sight of God's people. But God says under the New Testament, under the new law, that we are the temple of the Lord. So again, this word is connected to the Old Testament worship imagery of the Holy of Holies and the tabernacle um, and the holiness of the temple, the house of the Lord. And we are told that as we present our bodies as a living sacrifice, that we are to be holy in the same way. The uh, next phrase I want to connect, uh, I want to mention here in Romans chapter 12 and verse 1, is this spiritual worship. Now the New King James translates this as reasonable service. Uh, the ESV says spiritual worship. The NIV actually translates this as true, proper worship. This phrase is connected, I read several commentators said that this again is of the mind, this reasonable worship, this spiritual worship, this is connected to worship that is of the mind, this is mental, this is spiritual. Again, contrasting this to the physical sacrifices of the Old Testament law and covenant, this is our spiritual worship. Again, this is the new, the living way. It is not of the physical, but it is of the spiritual. It is better. It is far superior. So as we present our bodies as this sacrifice, this is our act of worship, sacrificing ourselves. This is spiritual. This is not of the physical. While yes, we might sacrifice things physically for the sake of Christ, this ultimately is a spiritual sacrifice, sacrificing our will for his and so on. So that is really digging into the text. Now we can make a few points of application from some of the things that we've learned. Again, it's so important to be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving ourselves. We have to connect uh, these passages to our lives. So what can we do with Romans chapter 12 and verse 1? I feel like I've given you a lot of information related to uh, the text, which is awesome. I love textual studies. But what can we what can we do with that? Why does this matter? The first thing I would suggest is that our lives must be a sacrifice. Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20 says, For it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. I've been crucified with Christ. There's that, that sacrifice imagery, the, the crucifixion with Christ. So our lives are to be this sacrifice as we read in Romans 12 and verse 1. Are we sacrificing our will for God's? Are we sacrificing our selfish desires for the needs of others? Are we sacrificing me time for time with the Lord? 
all of these are sacrifices that we can make. So I encourage you, and I'm going to do the same, make a list of three things in the upcoming week that we can sacrifice. What are some things maybe in our schedule, in our time, in our relationships, our, our own personal lives? What are some three things that we can sacrifice for God that we can, again, be this living sacrifice because it is no longer we who live, but Christ who lives in us. So that's the first point of application is remembering that our lives must be a sacrifice. The second is to remember that Jesus is the only way. Yes, the old covenant was there for a purpose and Jesus did not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it because ultimately Jesus is the best way. Jesus is the living way. Again, this word living was used at, by Jesus to describe himself as the living water, the living bread. He is the living way. As with the woman at the well, where Jesus said in, in John chapter 4, where Jesus said that he was the living water. Just as that woman had lived in her life, we often try to fill our lives with things that are not Jesus. This woman had been married several times and was living at that moment with someone who wasn't even her husband. She had tried to satisfy her life, fill her life with those things, but they were not Jesus. They were those things to, to continue with that imagery were leaving her thirsty. But Jesus was offering her living water and that water was himself. So often we get caught up in things that we think will satisfy us in this world. We may try to satisfy our lives with boys or relationships or friendships or social media or trying to do good things for others that are in and of themselves good things, but we cannot be satisfied by those things. We may work hard to get good grades, to be enough, to, to satisfy our lives, but ultimately that is not what satisfies. So as a point of application, I encourage you to make a list. Make a list of things that you are tempted to fill your life with, to satisfy your life with that are not Jesus and pray through those things. Try and think about what it is that you gain, you think you gain, from satisfying your life with that and think about how Jesus fulfills that. So for example, if you constantly get caught up in relationships thinking that that is going to satisfy you, recognize your need for love and acceptance and devotion and loyalty and arm yourselves with this arm yourself with the scriptures necessary that, that speak the truth of how Jesus satisfies those needs how Jesus loves us how Jesus is lo loyal to us and we can be loyal to him how he is always for us never against us so again make that list of things that you might be tempted to fill your life with to satisfy your life that are not Jesus the living the living way because again Jesus is the only way the third point of application is we must be holy as he is holy. We see this in 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 16, which again is an echo of the Old Testament because God, God was very uh, particular about the way that his people were to be holy. We see all through, especially the book of Leviticus, these cleansing rituals, these purification ceremonies, all of these things were important to God because he wanted his people to be holy. And as we already mentioned, we have to remember that if we are children of God, 
God dwells in us. We see this in 1 Corinthians 3.16. We become, we are, sacred space. Do we live like it? In our attitudes, in our thoughts, in our dress, in our work, in our relationships, in our eating and exercise habits and other things? Are we living like we truly are the sacred space of God himself? This is a very powerful thought that we have to be considerate of. Write a word picture. This is the challenge. Write a word picture of what holiness looks like in the most important areas of your life. What I mean by this is write, make a list. Again, we're all about the lists today. (laughs) Make a list. Okay, in my relationships, being holy looks like, and fill in the blank. In my job, being holy as God is holy looks like, and fill in the blank. Think about what holiness means in your life right now. How can you live like you truly are sacred space? Again, the points of application from Romans chapter 12, verse 1, there's so much. um, But just kind of a recap, we need to remember, number one, our lives must be a sacrifice. Number two, Jesus is the only way. Number three, we must be holy as he is holy. We can live our lives as living sacrifices with God's help. As we do in all we do, I hope that we are inspired and equipped to take a stand for Christ. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. And if you would like to see more of Project Virtue, you can go to projectvirtue.com or you can find us on Facebook at Project Virtue or find me on Instagram at It's Sarah Elizabeth. Thank you again and have a great day.